It is an inevitable truth that we all get criticized at work. Some more, some less, depending on the circumstances and depending on how much you put yourself out there and challenge yourself and do things you've never done in the past. When we do those things, yes, there's risk associated. Yes, we may make more mistakes than when we keep doing the routine things. So in order to grow in your career and have a good reputation and for people to want to work with you and like working with you, it's not only critical that you are good at receiving criticism and feedback, but it also is important that you capture the insights from those moments because feedback is the number one tool for improvement. We're going to talk about how to handle criticism well in this podcast episode, so stay tuned. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Today, I want to talk about criticism in the workplace and how you get good at receiving it so that you have the good relationships intact. People actually want to keep giving you feedback, but you're also not going overboard and ruminating over things or spiraling into a vicious cycle because you were criticized maybe unfairly or people have made judgments or have a perception that's incorrect. And when feedback is no longer just useful, it may actually not be useful or unfair at all. But how do we know? How do we know what to do with it and how do we respond in the moment? Now, There are two layers to this, like in most things. There's the analogy that I like to use, and you might have heard me talk about this if you are a long-term listener. When we look at certain behaviors, we can think of it as the iceberg. The top of the iceberg is the thing that we actually see. We see the action. We see what you say or what you do when you receive criticism. But underneath all of that are your beliefs, your assumptions, your interpretations, also your potential insecurities. And those are sort of, that's the big, heavy, dark part of it that then carries the behavior that we see on top. So in terms of the iceberg analogy, the big, edgy, darker, shadowy side is underneath the water. We don't see that. We only see the tip of the iceberg, the very top that's above the surface. And that relates to the behaviors that we see or the things that other people say or don't say. So I love to go below the surface and actually look at what's driving and fueling certain behaviors. So when we get triggered with feedback or criticism, it is often because of something that's going on inside of us. So stick with me for a second. Play this out. Think about something that you really like about yourself. For example, 
I like that I'm quick to act and I'm quick making decisions and start getting stuff done right away. I don't overthink or I hardly ever procrastinate. So it's something that I really like about myself. Think about something that you really like about yourself. For example, it could be a strength that you have. It could be a specific skill that you have, uh, a level of expertise that you know you're really good at. So think about this one thing. Now, if I came to you or someone comes to you and says, I don't like that. I don't like what you do here. I don't like think that you're good enough in this particular field of expertise or I don't like that strength that you display. What would you think about this and how does it feel? The chances are high that if you're really confident in your skill and in your strength or whatever that you chose to consider here in this little exercise, that you would probably think that I am confused or I just don't know well enough. I don't have a deep enough understanding to really value your skill or your opinion here. If you are truly confident in this one thing that you just picked, there isn't much to negotiate. It's also not much to react to. If someone says to me, for example, I don't like how you're making decisions so fast. I'd be like, okay, that's your perspective. I love that I make decisions so fast and I get move into action mode really quickly. I love that about myself. It's been a huge success strategy for me. I'm proud of it. And I do see that sometimes that gets overdone. Absolutely. But if someone says, I don't like you doing this thing, to me, it's just a different perspective. Yeah, that's you. You do you, I do me. But if someone says something that actually I am not confident in, that I am doubting about myself really deep down, sometimes this is a few layers down and I get criticized on this one thing, then I might feel like, oh man, yeah, shoot. I might actually not be good enough. So let's take an example. If someone says, yeah, I just really didn't feel connected. Like I didn't feel we had a good report. That may immediately trigger a defensiveness in me. And I would say, but I went out of the way. I tried to connect. I tried to better understand. I tried to listen. Because deep down, I may worry that I'm not doing enough of it or I'm not doing it well enough I'm not yet confident in this skill of rapport building and appreciation of my employees I know I might still be too result focused or too me focused from my old world as being an IC and as a leader I have this insecurity I'm like am I really invested enough in the success of others or am I too focused on myself am I good with this relationship building and appreciation thing and do they really feel like they're being valued and cared for or not? And so when someone says that, it may trigger a lot more defensiveness in me because of this deep down insecurity. So that is the first thing that's really important to know. When you react strongly to some criticism, stop for a moment and think about what is it that triggers me so much here? What do I make this mean why am I getting defensive? If you are 100% confident and comfortable and content in what you do and how you do things, there wouldn't be much reason to get defensive or to argue. So looking at the bottom of the iceberg here, the first suggestion that I have when you're getting criticized at work is to look inward, to really capture this moment, take it as a signal and reflect on what's going on for you versus looking at others and then argue with others. The second suggestion that I have is that you consider that 
it's okay for other people to be wrong about you. They may actually be incorrect about it or their feedback or criticism is irrelevant or inappropriate. But what if it's okay for them to be wrong? What if you didn't have to defend yourself or argue or correct them or make your point? Maybe they're actually right. On some level, they may actually share something that's true, but maybe not. And regardless of where it falls on the spectrum, what if it's okay for other people to be wrong about you? When you start to adapt that belief, it becomes a lot less tense when you deal with feedback. Because in essence, you're saying, you can have any opinion about me. It doesn't matter. Some people are right and have really good points. Other things are wrong and unfair, and it's all okay. Because ultimately what matters most is what I think about myself and do I have an open mindset to learn from the feedback that I'm getting and pick up what I want to pick up because it's helpful. An analogy that I use oftentimes with clients is to think about someone having a garage sale. So they have all this stuff in their house that they don't want anymore and they put it out in their front yard. And oftentimes when people do give feedback, right, unless it's very factual feedback and it's more of a correction on something that wasn't in accordance with the process but oftentimes feedback especially the stuff that triggers us is somewhat subjective or based on someone else's preference or style or their subjective view so if you think about this someone's putting out the stuff that they had in their house into the front yard consider the garage sale you walk by and you can in essence say Yeah, no, don't want this candle and this pillow. Don't like it. But you know what? This silver platter looks really good. This is something that I could use that would make my house look better. Someone gives you feedback, criticism. Look at it as like a garage sale. What is it that you want to drop and leave? And that's okay. And then what is it that you want to pick up? Because it would make you stronger. And from a very neutral perspective, just stand on that sidewalk, looking at the things in the front yard. What would help you grow? What would help you get to the next level? What would help you see something, learn something about yourself that you didn't know or see before? How can someone else's perception of you give you an insight into what other people may also perceive? There's this thing called overdone strength. What that means is we have strength, but we overdo them at times when we do them too much in certain situations or we do them in the wrong situation and it's like turning up the music too loud it was really fun we were all dancing and all of a sudden it starts hurting our ears it's not fun anymore strength can be overdone and we may think we're still dancing at the party but everyone else is like holding their ears and leaving because they're not having fun anymore but we may not see that in the workplace. And so being really in tune to what do I want to pick up from this garage sale and what do I want to leave, and that is totally okay, will break down so many barriers and triggers that then would create defensiveness and make it hard to be receptive to criticism and for you to receive it in a kind way. So the first one is to take it as a signal and to look for ways to develop awareness based on the information that was shared with you. Getting your ego out of the equation here so that the ego isn't standing in the way of your growth is critically important. Too often I see how egos 
hold people back because they're getting protective and defensive and are not actually open-minded and curious and listening and wanting to grow because that ego is trying to protect. But that will get in the way of your growth journey. So that's number one. The second thought or suggestion that I have is to believe that it's okay for someone else to be wrong about you. We don't have to defend ourselves or argue with other people's opinions. We can look at it and then decide what we want to do for us. The third belief, which is part of that bottom of the iceberg, that we can adopt to help us get better at receiving criticism at work is that we embrace the fact that no one's perfect. We all have strength and we all have our weaknesses and flaws. For myself, I like to think that I'm half a rock star and half a total mess. And it may not be a half-half, and it's also never a reason why we wouldn't want to learn and grow and get better. But at any moment, if I think, you know what, half of me is really awesome and half of me is kind of a mess, and someone criticizes me, I literally can go back and say like, yeah, yeah, totally. I know that because I'm half a mess, and that's just part of being half a mess. So for example, English is my second language. And so at times I make grammatical errors in the podcast, in my writing, or I have typos. And do I want that? No, not at all. Am I working on getting better at it? Yes, 100%. But when someone criticizes me or gives me feedback on those things, I embrace it as like, yeah, totally true. Yep, I'm on it. So what? Like, that's part of the 50% MMS. And that's okay. There's nothing for me to react to or get upset about. Because in my mind, it's a 50-50 thing. And this one person just points out something that's not good yet. And so what? We all have this kind of reality going on, right? No one is perfect. No one has it all figured out. No one is equally strong in all areas. And that's who we are and how we are as humans. And so with these thoughts and beliefs holding up the bottom of the iceberg, it's a lot more likely that when you receive criticism at work, that you're a lot more calm and composed. You're being open-minded and curious. You want to actually ask questions and better understand where they're coming from and what they're seeing or what makes them think something in a certain way. Or I can also just let it be and say like, yeah, thank you. Got it. Working on it. And that's it. I won't have to defend, I won't have to argue, I won't have to make them see my point of view. Then I'm also not getting sucked into this vicious cycle of ruminating or getting frustrated or disappointed or angry with the other person. And then from that place, once you covered the bottom of the iceberg, once you really did the work to embrace that you're not perfect, that it's a 50-50, to embrace the fact that others can be wrong about you and will be wrong about you and that it's okay, even if the feedback was unfair or inappropriate. And then the third, that you actually use these things as signals. Like, great, ego out of the way. What can I learn here no matter what? Then we can talk about the actual behaviors, which in general, to really simplify this, I like to suggest the AAA rule for responding to feedback. The first A here stands for acknowledging. So you want to acknowledge whatever someone has said. Hey, I hear you say this. I hear that this was hard for you. I hear that this was not up to your standards. I hear this is not what you expected. So you acknowledge them. They feel heard at that point then you can apologize. So first make them feel hurt. I got it. I hear what you're saying. I apologize for the impact this had on you or I apologized that this came across that way. 
you don't have to apologize for the things that you did if you don't agree, but the impact it had on them or what it meant to them, right? You probably didn't intend it to have a negative consequence or a negative impact on other people. So you can apologize for that. And then the third A actually stands for action. What are you going to do about this? Are any actions that you want to take, which could include saying, hey, I love to follow up with you in a month or two months or six months to see how it's going and if you've noticed any change. So follow-up conversations are great. Making commitments to how you will learn or how you will improve processes to mitigate the risk for this happening again or how you will work on your own behaviors. Those kind of actions will be great to bring up and discuss at that point. So A for acknowledge has to come first. Second A is to apologize for the impact it had. And the last A stands for action. So any actions that you're going to take with a specific focus on the things that you can control, right? There's certain things that are outside of your control that may have even triggered this feedback. But when it comes to your actions, you're going to focus on all the things that are within your control. Now, if you want to go deeper, there's a book out there and I'll link to that in the show notes called Thanks for the Feedback. That's a great one. There's also a kid's book, by the way, on this. If you're a parent or you like giving books like this to uh, kids that are close and dear to your heart. And then the second thing that I suggest in terms of proactive actions, other than learning about this and reading, is that you track your accomplishments and you're really clear on what are the things that you're good at and what are the accomplishments that you've had in the past. When you do this, you develop this confidence and this clarity of what you like about yourself anyways and what you're good at that's non-negotiable so that when you do get feedback, you have a more calm and composed predisposition like we talked about in the beginning, because you're not getting so triggered. You could say like, well, no, I really love the way that I do this one thing and I know I'm really good at this. You're either confused or you're not seeing something that I'm seeing. Let's talk about it. I'd love to hear your opinion or different perspective, right? Not everyone sees it the same way, but it doesn't feel so triggering. So tracking your accomplishments is a great way to do this. I created a career journal to help you do exactly that and more and capture all the feedback that you get and a lot of other things on a weekly basis. So if you're looking to grow and expand in your career or you want to make a gift to someone else, check out the link in the show notes to see where you can get a hold of the career journal. And that concludes this episode on how to handle criticism at work. Again, I want to just quickly recap. First and foremost, it's important that you look at the bottom of the iceberg. What's actually going on underneath that makes you react negatively to feedback or makes you feel defensive or spirals you into this self-doubt or frustration or anger in your mind when you do receive criticism. The second then is to look at the top of the iceberg. I introduced you to the AAA sort of framework in order to respond well to feedback when you do receive it in a calm, composed way, of course. And then if you want to take this further, check out the show notes. So the link to the book, thanks for the feedback and the career journal. I'd love to hear if you have questions about this episode or a particular situation that you find really challenging in terms of feedback or specifically criticism that you received at work, feel free to email me at contact at RamonaShaw.com. I read all these comments and respond to them as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and for listening. I truly appreciate you. And I'll talk to you next week in another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Bye for now. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com 
Facebook.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.